0: Hey everyone, if you are new to the podcast, here's the scoop. This podcast is all about my exploration of the world, and more specifically, my move to Germany in August of 2017 and where it takes me. But we cover a lot of other topics too, including the current political situation. So we want to hear from you, and want to know what you want to hear. Are you curious about any specific part of my move to Germany? Anything politically you want me to explore? Have a weird challenge you want me to complete? The show is about understanding and exploration of the world. So why not start exploring what all of you want to listen to? Write us a message at OysterYourWorld.com in the Talk to an Oyster section or email me directly at Nathan at OysterYourWorld.com and let us know what you're thinking so we can make this show great for you. And who knows, I might even just bring you on the show, which is a win-win for everybody. All right, back to the show. Welcome to Oyster World.
1: Oyster
2: World.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio. And last time, you got to hear me meeting my mom's family.
2: Hello, hello, Shannon. Welcome. Hello. Hello, hello.
0: but while we were in europe we also got to visit some relatives on my dad's side well less of visit and more of paying our respects
1: hey there kiddo hey dad yeah. how's it going pretty good here's my dad well, look at that map. talking a
0: little bit about our family I history it's got some new pets on it from our <laughs> europe trip if you can see them
1: all right uh, excuse me, you're done. You, you, you're dismissed. You, you can leave now.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love talking to you guys. Sure oh, you know. <laughs> yes, I do, mother. <laughs> okay, Dad. So, yes, when mm-hmm. we went to Germany, it was a, a big trip about family. And... Also, a big portion of that was for your side of the family, the Jewish side of the family. And when we went to, to Auschwitz, it was in part to pay respects to the people from our family that died there. So I just wanted to kind of backtrack and see what you knew about the family. Uh, I knew they were mostly from Austria, or Austria-Jewish, but uh, what do you know about that family or family line?
1: Um, well, unfortunately, buddy, I, 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 don't know enough. It's more just some stories that I remember growing up. And your Papo really didn't talk a whole lot about his heritage. I just, I remember talking to, really more to Grammy, a little bit to Papo about the fact that a lot of our relatives were sent to Auschwitz. So sadly, I don't know that much. And after our trip, I think that your Aunt Perky and and your Uncle Steve and your Uncle Dennis and I have some renewed interest about our heritage and trying to figure out what we can about who these people were and how many there were. Uh but as as you know, you know, during the war the Nazis pretty much did a good job of not only trying to wipe those folks off the face of the earth, but even any history about them. So the records are not easy to come by.
0: it's a sad thing to to think about because the you sent me Uncle Steve's ancestry report is, is genetic ethnic summary estimate and about 40 percent was european jewish 40 percent, and it's missing it's not there anymore so what do you uh, what what reaction did you have when you saw
1: that report well it's kind of like what uncle steve said it, it confirmed a lot of what we thought our heritage was and um and as as the more that I learn about what happened in World War II and the Holocaust, it I just it it's kind of sad to to know that a a branch of our family is so unknown to us I you know don't know anything about them and except that some unknown number of them ended up in Auschwitz. And that's why it was important for us to go. To me, it was sort of like going to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, you know. You don't know their names or how many, but you just know that they, they existed. And, and being there was, it meant so many things. One was just to honor those people, whoever they were.
0: So our family took a detour to Krakow, Poland to visit Auschwitz, the brutal Nazi death camp and the final resting spot of over 900,000 Jews and many others. But like my dad said, Auschwitz also happens to be the final resting spot for many family members, about one-fourth of my family tree. Do you know why um, great-grandpa moved from Austria?
1: Um, I, I don't exactly. Uh, I, I had heard that he did it on his own. And he was about 13 or 14 years old, came over on a boat and didn't speak English. But what caused him to leave and leave his family members behind, uh, that's still a mystery to me. So, I mean, there, you know, in that time period, that was not real uncommon.
0: So I got lucky. My dad got lucky, my aunts, uncles, and sister all got lucky. If It was not for my great-grandfather moving to America without knowing English or really any knowledge of what the future would be. I wouldn't be here right now. My family wouldn't be here right now. And that's why we had to go to Poland. To see what could have happened.
2: I believe you're quite hungry, right? Not, not too bad. bad. Not, too bad, little not bad. bad,
0: Yeah, most of the... <laughs> People just, you know, eat a lot when the family is at home, so we don't <laughs> rather go out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is the building of the Aguilonian University. Oh, okay. This is Yatsik, our driver from the airport, and, and he was so excited to show us this beautiful park. city as we drove like through it. Green belt surrounding the old town. On the end of the street, this is the Wavel Hill. So there's the the King's Castle and the, the Cathedral. The left you will see the market
2: square is just, oh, yeah. just wow yeah. look at that it's really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. What's a, what is a good place to go for good polish food that we could walk to for a good polish it's good. for good polish yeah, uh-huh. good polish uh food or yeah. food yeah ah, food. Um, we had a lot of good polish okay. restaurants for example on this street uh-huh. somewhere on, on the left i believe where is the kogel mogel Restaurant, which is Polish restaurant, and Kogel Mogel is like the name of the dessert.
0: The city was Ah, absolutely stunning. The the old architecture was brilliant and not disturbed by the war. It was one of the few cities that didn't get leveled. There was a big market square surrounded by many different quarters of the city, each with their own personality. But not everything in the city survived the war. The Jewish quarter. Was empty. My fault.
2: This I'll is survive. my fault. It's like every time. <laughs> <I'll survive. laughs> That's good.
0: The day had finally arrived, and we all sat down to a breakfast right before we headed out. So, how are you guys feeling going into this? I, More coffee before that. Copy?
2: I'm completely okay with it. I mean, I'm ready for the deep dive. Do i not exactly sure how I'm going to react. Yeah, I, I, uh I mean, I, I think it's gonna be interest, It's gonna be a lot of emotion because it's just so horrible. Right. And it's real. It's not some haunted house, you know.
0: Yeah, you learn about it so often, and this is a where it actually oh. happened. This is
2: the biggest one, this isn't is. it? Honey? where the most people lost their lives. Mm -hmm. and you know somebody said was it Shannon was talking about the energy it's so heavy there that you feel the heaviness so I actually got that when we went to the children's museum they had the holocaust like a very small display of the holocaust Mm -hmm. and I think the children's shoes that about I lost it right there so but it's good not to forget that's the main thing right
0: that also brought up Hitler's view to why we were here in the first place.
1: To the credit of American farmers, the, the, the vision, the dream was to feed the world. And that was starting when it said Hitler didn't believe the science. He said no. He said that there's so no much only so many resources in the world. And his view was we want them all. We're and you not, get
2: the you get the leftovers, no, maybe.
1: Oh, I mean, he didn't even
2: care. Only it was went, all...
1: Only if, if I mean, and he, it made, he
2: started telling the people that we're the best people. We are the best people. Yeah. Well, listen, we better get going. It is a Uh, I'm not ready. Right. So let's get back up. and We're, right. we're supposed to be leaving in about 10 minutes.
0: Auschwitz I was the original camp, and Auschwitz II Birkenau is an expansion of Auschwitz I. And that's the camp that took the most lives. Its main purpose was to increase the number of deaths per day, so the camps could keep up with the ever-increasing influx of Jews from around Europe. The camps lay about an hour east of Krakow, in southwestern Poland. As the 20 of us packed into the tour van and drove through the countryside, I couldn't help but notice how nice and beautiful the countryside was large forests of small rolling hills, it was hard to believe that such an atrocity could happen in such a beautiful place. The nerves started to get to me a bit. An hour was a long time to think, but luckily earlier that day, Shannon reminded me why I was there. I'm kind of nervous about going. Well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine? Yeah, I mean, it's the worst that can happen. I know, but... It's crazy to think about it. It's horrible.
2: I mean, truthfully, like... I think, like, there was a time in my life where I was so sad that I don't... Like, I disassociated from, like, being more serious and, like, more... Like, allowing serious subjects to come into my life. Like, I don't really like it. But in the same vain, like if you forget about
0: it, it might happen again. So. Right. And that's the last thing that we want to do? It's forbidden
2: to eat or smoke inside the museum.
1: If you would like to use restrooms, please remember you have to pay one's love. Finally,
0: and- we arrived at the camp. So the As the tour guide read the announcements, I looked at my mom, like
1: to my dad, Shannon. With
0: tears in their eyes, they forced a smile to signal the that they were okay.
2: You not to my dad, to tell you my you
0: gripping the photo to of we'll my grandpa and great-grandpa, and gave each one of us a big hug. And
2: Looked at it one more time and walked and so off the bus. This sign,
0: we were immediately hit in the face with a gust of wind, and it was cold. And I mean really cold. Sleet whipped down and smacked us in the face as the wind cut right through our jackets like they didn't exist. And it wasn't like we weren't prepared. I had a large winter coat, hoodie, undershirt, hat, face mask, ski gloves, wool socks, boots. It didn't matter. At least we had the ponchos to keep the rain off of us. Right in the middle of it all. Hmm?
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: discover Krakow English group.
2: Come closer, It's cold. Are you cold? Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm crazy. Yeah. because they're wet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I <Skinkly boxes. laughs> <laughs> شنجو
0: stopping a little bit Fashion. after wrestling with our ponchos and finding our group it was time to go in right through that front gate that? Oh, there's some the people i tried mart
2: work next words last words you know what that means work next
0: word bite mart fry those famous words. For something so iconic, it was rather small, just an iron sign on top of the front gate. But its meaning carried the most weight, and it took a toll on those that passed under it.
2: Like a really sick feeling.
0: The first camp, Auschwitz I, was small, in comparison to what I had in my mind. Identical brick buildings filled the blocks that small dirt roads created. It was no bigger than the size of a small village, and the architecture of the building made the place seem almost normal. Almost. Large fences surrounded the camp and looked impenetrable. They rose several feet above my head and curved over to crush any hope of escape. Its wires, which almost seemed inviting and harmless, blackened from the high-voltage electricity that used to run through them. Even if you were to attempt something that suicidal, a guard tower watched your every move. No matter where you were, there was a guard tower and high-powered rifles standing at the ready. There are many ways to die in Auschwitz. It could be lethal injections, starvation, medical experiments, illness, frostbite or hypothermia, or just ending it on the electric fence. But there were a couple ways that stung the most. The first being the public executions. You could get punished for just about anything. Not working fast enough, trying to obtain food, going to the bathroom outside, or for just being in the wrong spot at the wrong time. The punishments ranged from being hung and shot to receiving lashes. The lashes were so violent, the recipient usually died. But some punishments were used more frequently than others. And the gallows were one of them. You see that metal beam over there? Those are the gallows. That's where they hung Right in the middle of this fucking place. The gallows consisted of iron beams that rose unceremoniously in the middle of what seemed like a small square, so the prisoners could gather and watch. Many people met their fates hanging from those iron beams. Every time someone escaped, they would kill someone here. Oh, to get back? A life for a life. And when the gallows weren't being used, on the other side of the small square. There was a big, wooden gate, and a wall. I them
2: up against this hole and shine them. A wall of
0: death. And there I stood, a wall curved at the edges about eight feet high, made of squares of some kind of material that was various shades of gray. The material's main purpose? To catch bullets, thousands of people were shot in this very spot. Thousands. And those that were shot in a sick way almost seemed to have it easy, because at least it ended quickly. Next, we were shown the starvation and suffocation chambers.
2: how many? Four. In each one? Yeah.
0: The suffocation chambers were small, about the size of a small chimney, and the walls were brick. No light or airflow for the four unlucky residents of the cell. They were left there, in the cells for hours, days even, and many never made it out, slowly dying from the lack of oxygen. The starvation chambers were even more haunting. These cells, which were a little bit roomier than the suffocation cells, but the occupants were left in the cells without food until they starved to death.
2: Incredible. That was hell. That's
1: what hell's like. Yeah.
0: It was hell. Absolute hell children that you can see the picture there's also well the lady that looks like 40 50 years old she was, teenager, she was 16 years old and the moment that the picture was taken she spent two years in Auschwitz and after two years staying in camp
2: well the teacher also can let you imagine how difficult were the living conditions if people after uh, three years stay in camp
0: Most did not survive. And the wind served as a constant reminder why. But at least they had a chance. Because millions of people were not even given that luxury. An
2: eyewitness described the arrival and selection as follows. The train was surrounded by a cordon of SS men. The cars were opened and they were ordered to get out. They were immediately separated. Men were placed in one column along the ramp women and children, in the other. The whole action was accompanied by wailing and cries of people who, uncertain about their future, did not want to part. They each had to stand in front of SS doctors who determined their ability to work based on how they looked. With a hand gesture, the doctor sent some of them to the right, others to the left. Those who looked young and sufficiently strong were placed in the camp, from where they were sent to exhausting work in factories and farms, at the construction and expansion of the camp, as well as transportation and cremation of the bodies of those who were murdered. Others, the elderly, many women and children, the infirm and pregnant women, were immediately sent to the gas chambers.
0: These SS doctors were nicknamed the Angels of Death, and they decided who lived and who died based on appearance, and a point of a finger toward the camp or towards the gas. Around 4,500 people were pointed to the gas chambers a day. 4,500. 4,500. That's four times my high school a day. I the last moments. Mom's
2: Walking to the gas chamber. They're just kids.
0: kids. The road to the gas chambers was an old, eroded dirt road. Stones poked through where the dirt had been washed off, making it hard to walk. And the wind constantly whipped at my face. These were the last steps of hundreds of thousands of people. They were not there because they deserved it, but because they were born a certain way, believed a certain thing, practiced a certain religion. I thought of my family, how scared and confused they must have been, how mothers tried to reassure their children that everything was going to be okay, and how slowly the line must have creeped forward an unknown destination, an unknown future. Some knew, others didn't. Either way, 4,500 people, each one with their own family, friends, hopes, dreams, and stories, entered what seemed to be shower chambers, and did not exit. The chambers were dark, and the air was stale from the lack of airflow. The walls were various shades of gray and black, except for the long, deep scratches carved by the fingernails of the victims in the wall that exposed the concrete underneath. I couldn't help but imagine myself in their shoes, cold, confused, and finally getting some answers when the gas drops. The hysteria starts. Mass panic erupts as the gas chokes, with the only option being to fight for one last breath of life. But it did not matter. It never mattered. It always ended the same. And with the last name of Lieberman, I would have ended up here. That's when it hit me. The true horror of Auschwitz. It was designed. Every process was thought about. Every inch of space utilized. Every resource saved. This was no haphazard attempt to solve the Jewish question, but a feat of manufacturing and efficiency. I I think that's probably the... Everything was. It was just... to a T.
2: Everything
0: was so efficient. To prisoners it was the bare bare minimum. to survived for so long. Right. I did it in like the cheapest way possible.
1: Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was a factory. Run on as few resources as possible, but with maximum output, even the mental health of the SS guards was taken into account. They tracked the pattern of how people died in the gas chambers so they could place the door to the crematorium in the most efficient spot to burn the bodies as quickly as possible. And here's the real fucked up part. Extremely intelligent people sat around a table together and planned this place. They brainstormed. They drew up concepts. They brought in psychologists and engineers, tested the gas, iterated their ideas, knew what resources they wanted to save and send to the war effort. They thought about this place for a long time and designed its horror. And the factory turned day in and day out until millions were slaughtered. Millions. Six million Jews, 1.5 million of those children and two-thirds of the jewish population that was in europe that is the population of the state of missouri every last man woman and child and in those numbers was my family you you brought a picture with you the auschwitz of papa and great-grandpa Uh, What was the the reasoning behind that?
1: Oh, just um, to to be true to honoring our family and um, your papo and my papa. It was just symbolic, symbolic for me to do that. I mean, they're both gone now from this earth and I just wanted them to know that we were at Auschwitz for many reasons, but you know, the main one was for them and for our family. Um, I think I was actually expecting to be a little bit more demonstrably shaken by what I was learning. And I wasn't, I, I think it, um, my worst expectations about how the people were treated were met but it just kind of seeps in and i think one of the main lessons for all of us jews and non-jews people of the world is that you know this stuff didn't end at world war 2 it you know, this horrible treatment of other human beings has continued around the world since then. Some, some in huge numbers and others smaller, but politically it, it just really made it clear to me that we can't really rest. Uh, we can't just assume everything's going to be okay and that other political leaders are just going to make it all happen for us because when it goes bad, it goes, it can go really, really bad.
0: We as a society of human beings can no longer afford to dehumanitize each other. This pitting of groups against groups, race against race, religion against religion, us against them stems from the dehumanization of our fellow human beings. It's what makes us fear what is different about each other instead of embracing it. We have to re each other. And it starts with all of you listening right now, including myself. We have to learn the stories of others, link a face to a name, learn the reasons behind their beliefs, people's hopes, people's dreams, their fears, their ambitions. It's about time we got to know each other, especially in a world that continues to globalize and depend on each other. We are all just humans, trying to survive on this little rock in space called Earth. And every single one of us is just a number, but we are also a person. And it's about time we realized it.
1: When it goes bad, it, goes, it can go really, really bad.
0: Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. George Santayana. It is up to us to make sure. Auschwitz is never repeated. Thanks for listening to Oyster World Radio. This has been a production of Oyster World LLC. Special thanks to my family, Rick, Suzanne, and Shannon Lieberman, as well as Discover Krakow and the museum at Auschwitz. I highly recommend them both. Join Oyster World in our quest to bring humanity back to humanity by finding us at our hub, OysterYourWorld.com on Facebook. Like the page Oyster World on Twitter. Follow me at Nathan Oyster. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I'll see you again
2: soon.